Hey guys, welcome back to the Digital Pen Pals podcast. I'm your host, Zach Schertz, uh, artist and uh, also content creator. Uh, and I'm here today with a very special guest that I've been very excited to be able to talk to, uh, Stephanie. How are you doing, Stephanie? Hi. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. So, Stephanie, I have been a admirer of your work for, I feel like it's been a while, but... Um, Honestly, it probably hasn't been that long, but I just I feel like I've, every time I come across your work, I'm just amazed and in love with it. Uh, could you tell everybody what, what you do as an artist? Oh, sure. Um, again, thank you so much. Um, that that means a lot. Um, but yeah, I am. Um, I go by the name Dossie or Daisy online. If you've never seen my stuff before, I'm primarily an animal artist. Um, and I do traditional art. Uh, most of the time it's uh, watercolors, but I do use other materials as well. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, you should go check out her artwork. I'll link it down below. Um, but yeah, she's a phenomenal uh, animal artist or whatever definition that, that might be. But uh I, yeah, it, really good stuff, really interesting. I think that's what, like, for me, when I came across it, um, just the, the pop of colors were really nice. Um, like, it was kind of like a nice balance between, like, being super saturated but also kind of, like, semi-muted. I don't know if, even know if that makes sense. But uh, just the colors are really great, and the fact that it's traditional medium is just amazing to me. I think that's why I love it so much more um, because just, you know, there's so much digital in the world. It's, it's just nice to see some traditional skills being used. I think that's um, that's so funny because I think uh, my favorite colors, um, I, I really like the pastel colors, and I, which I always think is really funny because I keep going back. I think, like you said, to the more saturated stuff, and I don't mean to. It just happens. <laughs> yeah. No, that, so. that's all right. I mean, like, it just reflects your mood, like, whatever you're feeling, you know. We use colors mm -hmm. in different ways, depending how we feel. Yeah, so, um, but, uh, if, yeah, if people have never seen my stuff before, um, you know, the, the funny thing is, is, um, you know, I've only been doing traditional art for, I don't even think it's been two years yet, however long what? I've had my TikTok. Yeah, I'm actually brand new to uh, traditional art. Well, that's crazy. So where did this all start for you then? I guess we, we kind of should wind back a little bit on your backstory. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. How long do you have? Oh, uh, so as long as you have, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've actually going to show my age a little bit. Um, I've actually been on the Internet for um, my DeviantArt is since 2002. Wow. I've been on the internet since about 2001, and I was actually a digital artist only, wow. believe that or not, um, up until about 2015. Um, and I took a hiatus um, up until around when the corona hit. Um, I decided to start painting again. Um, I didn't start painting because of the corona. It just happened at the same time. Um, but... Since I had effectively, I guess, killed off all of my user base by taking a hiatus, <laughs> I decided I'm going to go back and do the thing I was afraid of. Um, I really wanted to be a traditional artist when I was younger. 
but um you know it's scary i don't know if you've ever flip-flopped medium before but it's almost like you get stuck in a box and i was so used to doing digital all the time i'm sorry if you hear my dog growling behind me she's playing with a ball um (laughs) that's all right i have dogs too if you've ever yeah if you've ever gotten stuck um like drawing like with one specific medium it gets really scary to switch to something else um so since i decided i didn't have any more viewers or followers i was starting from zero i just decided i'm gonna try and do traditional art seemed like that i think that mihimi gouache set came out and was all the rage on the internet and i wanted to try it and i think that's what sparked the whole thing to be honest with you interesting so you you primarily are digital artist from before mm-hmm. but um did you have any like traditional skills like because it seems like you really know what you're doing because i mean i've taken classes like if you don't know i've gone to i went to college for illustration and and art and like i i took watercolor and other classes like that and you know explore mediums and like you really have to kind of know what you're doing when you when you sit down and plan out a piece of work is that something that you were you trained in it or anything um no i mean i guess not really um yeah i was primarily digital art all of those years um i had um i still actually have my um old intuos um wacom tablets that i used and i used a desktop computer now i did go to school for art i do actually have an associate's degree but i never used it um and outside of your traditional college classes you know where they make you do like um charcoal and life studies um, I never took a specific class in any sort of paint. Um, my, I was I was pretty limited. Um, I grew up in a pretty large family, and we didn't have a ton of money. And um, way back then, the internet was a lot different. You know, these days you can get on YouTube, or um, you can just Google uh, how to use art supplies, or people post their art hauls and their art tutorials all the time. And way back when. People didn't really do that. There wasn't any means to do that. So I didn't know a whole lot about art supplies Mm -hmm. Um, back then. My parents certainly didn't in order to buy me anything for Christmas. Um, So outside of knowing that like Copic markers existed and Copics and Prismacolors were a thing. Yeah, I didn't really have any experience in watercolors. I didn't have any experience in gouache. Um, This has purely been something that I've been teaching myself over these past one and a half to two years. Um, and so I think uh, I think a little bit, some stuff in digital kind of transfers over. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way that I did things digitally, um, my preferred way of doing things, um, but it is completely different. You know, there's no um, back button. There's no control Z when you're doing uh, traditional art yeah um so i've just been learning as i go and but thank you for so much for saying that it looks like i've been doing it for a long time i appreciate that it really does though (laughs) i'm like i'm just so surprised like i don't know maybe i I, I don't know it's crazy because your drawing skills are fantastic because you know like there's drawing and then on top of that is like the 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 traditional work of like laying down paint and stuff and knowing how to like you know put what layer on top of what other layer to you know render things but yeah i mean Either way, if you learn traditional or digital, like it would, they they do follow similar, um, like fundamental skills. So like I could see why, 
you know, you'd be like, oh, it's just like using layers. And then you start layering the paint on one on top of another, you know, like you kind of yeah, used to that. Kind yeah, kind of. I mean, everything is always a little bit different. There's always a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the reason why I made a TikTok to begin with. Um, because when I, when I took a hiatus um, and when I came back, I felt like I had gone like 10 years behind in skills. All of my art mutuals that I had known from way back in the day, they had improved so significantly over the past years. And then I felt like I just really stagnated because I just hadn't used those artistic muscles at all in the years that I left um, the internet. Um, so I felt like I had to start totally over from scratch. I had to build back my creativity again. And I told myself I was gonna upload everything that I did to my Instagram um, and my TikTok as, as I did it. Um, so there for a while, I really was uploading like every day, um, no matter how ugly I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that kind of helped boost my creativity again. Um, but I also think it just kind of helped boost the creative drive. I was seeing what other people were posting and I really just wanted to get back to a level that I used to be at. Um, but with, with a new medium that I enjoyed using. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that, that you said that that makes me feel, um, really nice. And I do think if, um, well, I've hidden a lot of stuff now, I'll be, I'll be honest, <laughs> I've put on my Instagram, a lot of stuff on archive, but I yeah. think if you look back at the stuff that I did from a year ago versus today, I feel like I've seen even a jump in myself. Yeah. Cause like, I, I always love having, um, whoever I'm talking to, I love having their, either Instagram feed or website or whatever they may have where their, all their artwork is. And yeah, just like scrolling through it is just, it's cool. Like it, it's like, it's kind of weird. Cause like as an artist, you kind of see yourself like improving, um, mm -hmm. which I definitely do see like overall in general, but um, you know, honestly, they're all really, really good. And, and I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I definitely see you can, you kind of like find, you know, because I, I could see you experimenting with different things and you eventually mm -hmm. kind of find like, oh, yeah, this is like really what I want to do. And you've like really stuck to that recently. And that's been awesome. Yeah, I've managed to find um, like a, a a pattern almost. Um, and, yeah, you know, every once in a while I'll do that to myself. I'll be in the middle of painting and um, I'll be like, I feel like I'm evolving into something else. Um, which is kind of a really cool thing to experience. Um, but um, I'm not really sure. I don't really know where I'm going to go. I'm kind of excited to see what it's going to look like a, a year from now. Yeah. You know, so, and I think that kind of drives me to keep going. I just want to see what I'm going to be able to do here in the next few months. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, and I find it really interesting that you do, because since you're primarily like an animal artist, I think it's really cool that you um, do a lot of like, uh, you know, fan arts of, of Lion King and, and such um, and other Disney movies. So like, um, I don't know, I almost like wish, I wish the Lion King looked like this, you know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> man, this style would be so cool if like, it would just heighten the animation a little bit even more, you know? Um is so I'm, I'm assuming Disney for you would be a big inspiration or is it just something that you just love? Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of caught me there. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, one of the, 
first websites I ever signed up for when I was a, a preteen, way back in the early 2000s, was a website called uh, the Lion King Fan Art Archive. Mm. And um, I think you'd be surprised um, at the amount of artists who also started on that website with me. This was like predating DeviantArt even. Um, so it was just a bunch of us little kids on the internet of yesteryear and we would upload Lion King fan art and we had our little forums, um, and we were very active in them. Um, I almost kind of want to say like, we like grew up together. I don't know if the other ladies feel like that, mm -hmm. but there's quite a few, um, very popular inter um, internet artists. Um, who started on those forums and that website with me. And they've had very successful, from my standpoint anyway, careers and thousands and thousands and millions of followers. Um, so that little community has kind of grown up um, and become a big, big people now. And I'm very proud of them for that. Um, but yeah, I started out on the Lion King Fan Art Archive and then I joined DeviantArt roughly around the same time when it came out. Um, and then just over the years, um, I was influ influenced a lot by that community. Um, but then I also ended up getting influenced by other fandoms as well. Um, so it's just like a constant evolution of styles and influences, really. Right. But I do like to go back to it, and I do, I do like to draw my Disney sometimes. Yeah. I recently love what you've been doing with the... Um... Oh, what's it called? The, uh, oh, is it sh not shut, uh, Loungefly. That's what it's called. I was going to say Shutterfly, but that's a different company. Uh, yeah. I love the, the stuff that you did with, with Loungefly, although not official. I, I hope it is official one day. Um, cause it's I fantastic. Would... Oh, thank you. I think I would like die of embarrassment, but it was just kind of a, a fun thing to do. I actually just recently took a trip to Disney and that was one of my favorite parts was seeing all of these beautiful bags that everybody had i didn't even know that they were a thing right um yeah i had no idea until i started seeing all these really pretty bags and i just had to get one and then i wanted to try and design them on my own that's so, so that cool would be, that would be something fun to do in the future oh yeah um, and they have a lot of other things besides disney as well so if you're like um i purchased an oppa bag from avatar oh i saw Avengers. that yeah that was awesome. Um, That's also one of my really favorite fandoms. <laughs> uh, that one's one of my favorite fandoms as well. I love that show. That's so awesome. Yeah, and like what what's cool too is because um, I've known a few people that have because um, I I learned last year um, about like making your own pins and stuff, like how to um, order them from like directly from manufacturers like in China and stuff, and. Uh, so it's kind of cool, like, you can learn how to, you know, if it's not with, like, a company per se, like, you could even produce your own bags, which is kind of cool. Because, um, like, I learned a lot last year about, like, I'm like, dude, you could do anything. Like, you know, like, if you want to put your art on something, you can do it. If you want to make your own stickers, you can. I mean, either making them by hand, which is what I've done, or, you know, ordering them online and stuff. And I just think it's so cool. The possibilities are, like, endless. So I, I could really yeah. see you even if you wanted to, like, Kickstarter is really popular, too, if you were able to figure out how to, you know, uh, get some manufacturer through, um, oh, what's, it, what's the website? Um, ah, I forget. It's like a, I forget the name of the website. It's like a, uh, 
It's not... Oh, man, I completely forgot. Is it Shoppa? No, it's something else. It's like, anyway, I don't know. Maybe you remember, but it's like a... Basically, like, you can order... Oh, Alibaba. That's what it is. It just oh. clicked in my brain. Yeah, so that's where you actually you can get in contact. I mean, and for listeners, too. Like, if you want to get something made, like, you can go through Alibaba. And you can look through um, different manufacturers. And they have examples of work that they've done for other people. And you can buy, um, basically, mass mass produce something. Um, like, I've looked into doing pins and stuff. Uh, though I found some, some pin... Uh, per manufacturer and it's just this one one girl that I messaged and uh, she works with manufacturer there's a little bit of a you know a little bit of a language barrier because their English isn't super perfect but um, it's kind of cool because they'll give you quotes They're like hey here's my artwork I want it this size and this size and you can like give them a mock-up and then they'll be like all right it will be about this much for a hundred of these or something or you can it gets cheaper the more you you order but you know right. it's kind of cool I've actually I might have heard of Alibaba I'm not Sure, but I did also look into um, pin making at one point as well. Um, I don't think I'm really the type of person who would necessarily want to make product, but I I do sometimes just like the idea for like me to have something personal. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I saw in some of those places you have to order in bulk, and I don't really need a hundred pins. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd sell any, but the idea was really cool. Yeah, well, um, I, I think would, you would. Though, <laughs> definitely oh, oh well well we'll see i i would though sometime in the future um like to uh have like an art book that, that's my Ooh. long-term goal so maybe sometime yeah. in the next years um i would just like to have some sort of like a decorative like art of like coffee table book um i recently purchased uh for myself, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the artist Iraville, the Welcome to Iraville. I don't um, think so. They're, they're a uh, popular um, Instagram. They're a traditional artist, and they do things like landscapes. And I purchased their book, and it's so pretty. Um, and then the user on Instagram, Chris Hong, it just did a Kickstarter um where he's doing an art book actually i'm not sure if that's a he or a she to be honest with you but they're another traditional artist and they do really beautiful like people like a lot of clowns actually so i put money into their kickstarter as well because i anticipate that's going to be a beautiful art book oh and yeah i would love to have something like that for myself one day right that's awesome um <laughs> so like i'm assuming you you started drawing from like a super young age right Oh, yeah. I've been drawing um, for, as I think, pretty much forever. I don't know when I haven't been drawing. Um, my mother has always pushed, like, a pencil and paper in my hand and has been like, here, this is how you draw a dog. And I think that's how I got my start. Wow. So is your, do you have, is your mom art artistic as well? Um, not not in like the painterly fashion no um i think i'm the only one who has of all of my siblings who's managed to take it this far um but my mother mother's actually a quilter my mom has her own little reddit following of her own going my mother quilts um really nerdy star trek quilts oh wow That's which awesome. is really funny <laughs> And um, she's gotten her own little backing going, but yeah, no. that's that sounds like a really like niche things. Like I have never yeah, heard of that. Say, 
<laughs> very niche. So that's what she, she owns, does. She owns that brand. <laughs> she's probably the only one. You know, she's given some quilts out to some very famous like actors a couple of times. Wow. They've contacted her asking for them. So she has those sort of bragging rights. That's um, amazing. But no, she showed me how to do like a little stick figure dog. And then I think when I got bored of that, she started purchasing some um, books from the library. You know, this is how you draw dogs. And then I would always draw my childhood dogs. Um, and I, I don't, I just kind of steamrolled from there. Um, my father's probably the one who got me involved in digital art. Mm -hmm. um, he bought me my very first knockoff Wacom tablet when I was maybe like 10 or 11. Um, and he, we got a pirated version of Photoshop. Nice. And I used that version of Photoshop for a long, long time. That's amazing. Wow. So, but yeah, um, I think... Um, digital art, you know, I hear that a whole lot on the internet. People are still arguing about what's better, digital versus traditional, or is traditional art going to die because digital art's taking over. Right. Um, and, um, well, in all the 20 years of being on the internet, for me, traditional art has never died, so I don't think it's going to. Um, but having the digital background does help a little bit with traditional art. I'm learning, um, it's a lot of work to have to scan in your traditional paintings and then right. have to edit them afterwards. That makes sense. Um, so that helps. Um, but I think there's a lot of really successful traditional artists. So if somebody's really afraid of uploading their traditional art, um, uh, they shouldn't be because you're you're going to be just fine in a world of, of digital. You're going to make it just fine. I think actually tip, TikTok really helps the traditional artists too because um, you don't have to be a great or you don't have to have like a great scanner on TikTok. You just have to have a phone. So I think a lot of traditional artists are um, really proud of their stuff in real life. Um, but then once they they try to digitize it um, or they're trying to get onto the computer. They get really dis, dis, disheartened and it doesn't look as good as it does in real life on the computer. But I think TikTok, you don't, you don't need anything fancy. You can just show your sketchbook. And I think it's, it's probably the, one of the best representations of what art really looks like um, without having to manipulate everything like you would on uh, DeviantArt on back in the day or Instagram. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I was actually watching a video, um, about like the comparison between like, um, having like this polished content. Like sometimes I watch YouTubers that, um, I'm into YouTube obviously, but, uh, I watch YouTubers that, uh, you know, are maybe like cinematographers or whatever. So like they're, they have like a lot of really clean images. They have like these super fancy cameras and they, this one, did a experiment between um, having something that was like super polished that I guess could come off as like a commercial because it's so clean and, and just, you know, looks mm -hmm. great depth of field and, and the video and stuff versus just like he filmed on his phone where he was just like manhandling whatever thing he was trying to do. And it was the same video, but just in a different style on his phone. And then he posted it everywhere. 
onto like reels and stuff like that too to see how what the difference was and it's kind of interesting because a lot of people nowadays really just like the authenticity of being on your just filming something off of your phone because it feels a little bit more real and a little bit more like oh just a normal person just like me but bam there's their art or bam there's their cool talent that they have Mm -hmm. so i think that's um, really cool i i think i'm kind of finding that to be true as well i think that's the reason why TikTok so popular i think that's um you know instagram just came out with that announcement recently saying that they're getting away from still images they're going to video content to be like TikTok, and i think that's kind of probably the reason why they're doing that but it, it was always so difficult on with the um everybody blames the algorithm on instagram and that's fine but it was always so difficult to have um like a aesthetically pleasing portfolio on places like instagram when you do um multiple different styles or um you like to experiment with different things it's hard to have one cohesive aesthetically pleasing gallery whereas tiktok you can kind of show what things really look like without having to do the overly fake um uh, photography um that we used to see on the instagram so um I, that's why i prefer that brand a lot better <laughs> right yeah it, it makes a lot of sense and like the discoverability is so much better it's just like they don't i don't know i feel like any other algorithm on any platform is just maybe just because it's like oversaturated because they've been around for a number of years but it feels like they kind of don't um like they won't like it doesn't get pushed as to many people, I guess. It might be the mm -hmm. fact that just TikTok alone, you know, short form videos. So they have, you know, instead of just like one 10 minute video, they within 10 minutes, they could watch hundreds of videos. Um, so maybe just the odds are better, you know, for our favor on TikTok. And I think, um, I think everybody's just spread so thin artist wise. Um, you know, back in my day, we only had back in my day, um we only had deviantart and then you know tumblr came out um and that was pretty much it um and then now you have instagram twitter tiktok um art station um you know artful just came out there's so many different social medias i think everybody's just spread so thin um and i'm not sure I guess TikTok is just more, I'm not sure. I don't know why everybody just goes to it. I guess it's just the new thing. I just feel like it has, yeah, just you reach out to a lot more people. Um, and even non-artist people find you a lot easier on there than other places. Yeah, I I think it's also helpful, like at least to me, to be able to see these artists and um because a lot of times like if i mean just traditionally how how it used to be where it's like they're usually just on instagram basically right and mm -hmm. you see their images maybe depending on the artist they might like post something about themselves or something but mostly it's just like you you see their instagram it's just clean artwork it's just mm -hmm. what they do there's not really anything like you know connective i don't know so it feels like instagram or tiktok is is a little bit more like personal that way where you know, you can like actually show your face and and talk to your audience. You know, there's live streaming. 
that you can do, which I mean, Instagram's had two for a while, but um, you know, the, the idea of like sharing, you know, what you know with other people that may be wanting to try to do similar things as you. And like, that's something I noticed a lot was people really like tutorials. They, they enjoy, you know, being, being able to know that what they're learning is coming from an artist that they already love their artwork. So they trust them to give a good tutorial, you know, like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. if they're saying to do this, then I'll for sure try that. Cause like, man, if I could make anything to look like their art at all, like their tips must be great. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, yeah, I feel like um, TikTok's huge that way. Yeah. And I, I'm also, I'm, I'm really boring. I just like seeing people buy art supplies. I could watch that <laughs> all day long. Oh, I really have somebody for you <laughs> that you could follow. <laughs> he goes to Michael's all the time. His name's Mitchell. We actually had him on the podcast. Um, I think one of our first guests on the podcast was he, he, oh, he has this I'll thing with Michael's to. and he loves going there and, and just buying stuff. Oh my gosh, I'll have to I'll have to look it up. Yeah, that's my favorite yeah. pastime is watching people purchase things and then I inevitably end up purchasing them as well. It's bad habit. Don't right. be like me. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like I've asked you this before, but what um I guess what would be your, your perfect lineup? Like if you had to take a backpack of stuff of art supplies, what would be your your supplies of choice do you have like your favorites well like am i getting stranded on an island or Hmm. (laughs) just if i'm traveling someplace um i would sure overpack and then never (laughs) use any of it probably (laughs) um but i would do i would probably bring some alcohol markers with me just because it's it's the least messiest thing that i can do um, and I think I've actually done that before. I made a travel video before. Um, but I would bring a few alcohol markers and I would bring um my trusty um mechanical pencil that has colored lead in it. Ooh, colored lead. And I never thought of that. Yeah, that's um I've discovered I highly recommend it. Um the traditional graphite the like gray graphite when you're using like watercolor or gouache or um alcohol markers it kind of smears everywhere and it can dirtify your mm-hmm. artwork if you use like a um like a pink or red mechanical pencil it kind of just disappears Ooh. when you're coloring so then you can't see it anymore yeah because i've used i mean i use a color race if i mean i don't do traditional as much i'm still i'm starting to get into it because i started recently getting into like using posca pens and markers Mm-hmm. So that's been really fun with like paint markers, just trying to do like simplified shapes and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. usually I'll I'll use like my um, Plimsoll red colored uh, pencil. But I've, I've never really, for some reason, it never occurred to me that they made like, because I love mechanical pencils. It never occurred to me that they made colored lead for some reason. Yeah, they do. And they can be actually be kind of pricey. Um, I have just a generic Walmart variety, but I think it erases about as good as the call erase. I use both of those but i prefer the mechanical pencils because it's got that nice fine point like mm-hmm. all the time rather than getting blunt and then having to sharpen it yeah um so yeah mine come from walmart um good to but, know. yeah <laughs> in my travel kit it would just be just some standard probably earth tonesy with a pop of color copic markers and a mechanical pencil and that and and my um my sketchbook that would probably be it that sounds awesome 
uh, <laughs> mine would probably mostly just be my iPad. <laughs> oh, but then if it was an island, weird. I'd run into the problem with like electricity. Um, yeah. So it'd be fun for a few hours until it's gone forever. <laughs> and then I'd have I to like actually... make charcoal and draw on trees or something. I have no idea. I'm... I would be, I'd be really tempted to like throw in some watercolor palettes, but having to carry around even the water brush pens, uh, having to color on or carry water is just not very conducive to a good time. That's funny that I didn't even think about. It. I have an iPad and I didn't even think about I could bring it. Yeah. Um, what kind of paints do you use? Because I know you, uh, obviously I would assume use watercolor, but I think you use some gouache, don't you? To get those more opaque colors. I do. Um, I use, you know, the, of all the paints that I own, because I, at this point I own quite a bit, I keep going back to, um, uh, the, what is it called? The art philosophy watercolor confections the vintage pastel set i think i have gotten my money's worth out of that one um i keep going back to it constantly it's just they're they're super opaque almost like gouache but in watercolor form and they're just oh. pretty colors and then for gouache um i'm a big fan of holbein um so i own a lot of um holbein gouaches but for the most part, the one I use the most is white. So I, I do have um, white in various different brands, everything from Windsor and Newton to um, Turner um, and Holbein. Um, and I go through the white a lot, probably more so than your usual watercolorist would want me to admit to. You're not supposed to use white when you use watercolor, if you didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that makes um, sense. I like to, yeah, you're supposed to use the white of the paper is mm -hmm. what they say. I've seen some yeah. microfit over that before. Yeah. Um, I, I remember but, taking um, my watercolor class and that's like, you have to think backwards because you should yeah. be like, oh, well, white lasts or something because they're highlights. But it's like, no, that actually has to be thought of like before you even like put anything down. How are you going to make sure you don't, you know, that's where like masking fluid for me. I would always, I felt like I cheated a lot because I just be like, okay, masking fluid everywhere because I don't trust myself um yeah uh well uh, i guess i'm i'm just not cheating but i've got a lot of the tinted watercolor paper now so i can't Ooh. think backwards anymore because the white of the paper is not there it's it's all brown and gray oh, okay. um so i'm going through i'm just abusing the white um but yeah those are um my those are my favorite brands and it's really bad too i think i purchase art supplies based on their cute factor rather than their usability <laughs> <laughs> they come in a pretty package i want it that's awesome i love that yeah like i i definitely if it comes with like a cool container or something i'm like ooh, i gotta get this because that'll be awesome yeah um um oh lord i was gonna say something else and i forgot already that's all right oh you're good um yeah so um, I just find it so fascinating that you got into all this kind of just, you know, with like, I mean, you, you said you have an associates in, in this, but also just a lot of just practice on your own and just kind of playing around with stuff. I think that's just so cool. Um, where do you think you find the drive? Like, cause I, I guess this kind of goes into with like, 
you know, why animals? What what about animals is, is something that is a big drive for your art? Uh, two, uh, two things, really, I guess. Um, way back in, in the olden days of 1994, when nobody else but me was probably alive. Nope, I was alive. alive. I was born that year. <laughs> um i did i saw yeah i saw the lion king in theaters and my little child brain was blown away i thought it was the most perfect movie i had ever seen and nothing to this day has ever lived up to it i still think it's the most gorgeous movie i've ever seen and that influenced me a lot um i wanted to be like an animator from like that point on Mm -hmm. i wanted to work for disney and i wanted to draw something that beautiful um and then also my my childhood dog i don't know she was just that's probably why most people i think get into drawing is they they love their pets and um i i wanted to draw my dog so i would just draw my dog over and over and over and over again um where the creativity came from was just the emergence of the internet um it's so bizarre to think how quickly the internet has come about and changed things um because yeah there was there was almost absolutely nothing that you could do on the internet there was no search engines there was um nothing there uh, besides a home screen and then all of a sudden you have something like um elfwood um, there was another website way back in the day called Side 7 before DeviantArt came out. Um, and even those websites were very primitive. Um, if you were, to, you, you would submit art to them, but they're very not like what they are today. Um, and then when DeviantArt came out, it just kind of changed the face of the internet. And then you got to see how many other artists there were in the world. Um, and in some ways uh the internet has been a fabulous thing it um it hits that competitive drive in you you see what everybody else is doing and then you realize you want to do that too um kind of like so a it renaissance just makes you want to produce more um you want to keep up with those other people um especially if you make friends on the internet and um, you're all doing the same ish thing you want to keep up with them um, so just you just keep producing and producing and producing, um, and then um, just trying to be friendly as well. You inter- um, interact with other users, and then you start drawing their characters, and you guys just all share amongst each other. So, uh, you know, in that way, that just kind of really ramped up my little childhood creativity. Um, and then you just wanted to be original. You wanted to be an original person. Um, that's all the internet's fault. Just the growth of social media and everything, um, just sparks a a drive in you. And I think most artists, the ones who are successful, I think that's the reason why they're successful is they're just more competitive than the other person. Um, but at the same time, I see where this, you know, the social media and everything can be harmful to people. I don't know if you ever like frequent forums on the internet for like art and a lot of it these days is just really depressing stuff like i feel like i'm a terrible artist i'm gonna quit um or i'm really jealous of other artists i think i'm gonna quit and i think that's so sad 
uh, because when I was growing up, I took a whole different way to it. It was that artist is amazing. I'm going to be like them. So I'm mm -hmm. going to keep drawing. And these days it's just the total opposite. I can't be like them. I'm going to quit. And, um, I, it's just, it's just different. <laughs> I think probably different modes of thought maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Like I feel like, especially cause like, um, for me, cause I'm trying to do like a little bit of everything, uh, you know, obviously cause I'm doing the podcast and I'm trying to like do my own YouTube thing too. Um, besides art and trying to figure out how to include that too. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, I love art, but also I love doing this too. And, uh, trying to marry those two loves of mine, love, loves of love, loves of mine. There we go. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like I get, I get the stress of feeling like you're not good enough. Cause I have lots of artist friends and I'm just like, man, you're so good. And then, you know, I always like compare my numbers with their numbers. I'm like, Oh, I only have so many followers. Oh, I only got so many likes and just, it's just kind of sickening kind of like what we do to ourselves when it should really just be, you know, just for the love of art, you know, obviously you're trying to pursue something, you know, have like goals of like, oh, I want to do this. So, I mean, it's kind of hard because really to, at least I feel like to do anything with art, you know, besides it just being like, you can make art all you want, but if you actually want to like publish it and stuff like that, unless you have the money for it, you need kind of the followers for it. And to get the followers, mm -hmm. you need the likes. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of like a necessary evil, but mm -hmm. it's hard to like detach yourself from feeling like your worth is attached to, you know, whether people like your stuff or not. It is. And, um, I, I totally under, understand that. And I understand, you know, how it's just a cyclic process. Um, and, um, you know, I look at the numbers too. I think everybody does. If you say you're not looking at your numbers, you're totally lying. Um, but I think this time, just for mental health sake, um, I've decided it's that's not my my end all be all anymore. You know, I already have, um, uh, I already have, I guess, a, a career. I have a day job that earns my money for me, so I don't have to worry about art to do it anymore. Um, I can just do art strictly as a hobby because I enjoy it. Um, and if people online enjoy it, then so be it. Um, but, um, I'm, yeah, personally, I'm just trying to keep the numbers are what they are. As long as I'm having fun, uh, then I'll keep doing it. Right. And like, it's crazy too, because like, I remember I just kept thinking this because I always check your, like at least TikToks, I'm mostly on TikTok a lot, but mm -hmm. I'd always like check your account. I'm like, oh, has she hit 10K yet? I was like, oh, not yet. I was like, dude, this is crazy. How does she not have 10K? Like, I mean, like, I was just, like, blown away that you didn't have, like, you know, tens of thousands of followers on TikTok at, by now because I was like, are these people crazy? Do they not see, like, the value of, like, how cool her artwork is? And just insane uh, to me. Yeah. I Like I said, that's probably my fault in a way. Um, I don't feel like I interact with people that much on TikTok, and that's probably what I should I should do better is um interact with people um but to be honest with you the the platform i kind of have a the hard time sometimes making the video content the video creating maybe right. i'm just showing my age the video creating features the app gets a little buggy sometimes mm -hmm. and then um i'm just not in the mood for it anymore uh, but yeah um 
I, yeah, when I took that hiatus for a few years, I just totally wiped my followers off the map unintentionally. So it just starting over from zero, but, um, uh, maybe, maybe someday soon it'll get, it'll go up there, but it is what it is. Yeah. I think you're well on your way. Like it's so, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like you're on the verge of something. Something's about to happen. Um, <laughs> Cause like I, I think that's podcast. <laughs> yeah, this podcast will be your boost. Everyone, everyone who's listening, go follow her right now on all the platforms. Show her some know. love. Give that some stress. comments. Uh, yeah, but the... I think it's interesting too. Cause like even that, like where I was like, oh man, she doesn't have as many followers as I feel like she deserves. But I think that's kind of the point. It proves the point where it's like, you know, you can get a ton of followers for you know, like there's a lot of people that just make dumb content and they get popular for just one thing that's not really like doesn't take much effort but you know us artists like we take it so personally because we're like oh i've spent hours on this and then nothing and then this other person points a camera at their face does a stupid face or whatever and then bam there you go millions of followers and it, sometimes it doesn't reflect you know like you know just because you have a small number or a big number doesn't mean you're any more or less talented than anybody um it just sometimes just the dice rolls that way and it sucks but i don't know it's weird yeah um and then also just because you know do try i mean i don't really do this much either i should take my own advice but even if you think that your artwork sucks maybe just post it anyway i, I feel mm -hmm. like sometimes the artwork that's not my favorite has actually turned out to be a lot more popular than the artwork that I actually liked. The one that I was really proud of, yeah. you know, tends to flop. The ones that I'm not so proud of tend to do so much better. Um, and that's kind of confusing. Yeah. But, you know, don't take that personally either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. Like, um, that's something that I've been trying to get into more is like just posting sketches even. Like, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. just practice, like fill a little page today post it for a while i was doing like foreheads on like a I would, i'd make it instagram size because i was already, already intending to like post on instagram but i would just like draw like four heads per page and just post it that day just to practice and mm -hmm. see what kind of weird crazy designs i could come up with but um yeah like i did i think i did two things of fan art because like i just feel like i'm like ah, i need to do more fan art because that's what the people want right plus it's it's fun but um mm -hmm. i did two fan art pieces for loki the series recently i did one of uh sylvie uh, if you don't know that's like um, yeah loki female version uh yeah. i did her and i did this whole like it was a digital painting digital render where i was like i never go that detailed with most things so for me i was like kind of nervous about it because i'm still trying to get used to like rendering a little bit more with digitally and um so i was doing that and um I spent hours on it, posted it. Um, it did pretty well. And then I posted another one where I was using Posca pens and I just did like uh, alligator, the ver the alligator version of Loki. Yes. And it was just really dumb. And like, there's a lot of mistakes because it's like with Posca pens, it's traditional. So I couldn't fix anything. I was like, oops, I guess that's how it is. And then it was just really just simple, derpy looking, just a cartoon. Posted it and it got like, like probably double the likes that that other post did and i was like well <laughs> i quit <laughs> i'm like all right whatever <laughs> so i was like That's i was so happy funny. with what i made first and also with what i posted with the alligator loki but like 
just the it was interesting to see the difference where i was like i'm proud of both of them but yeah. it's weird to see what what people respond to yeah i i think some people just like a quick laugh but you know that's funny that you mentioned the alligator loki because i'm actually in the process of drawing an <gasps> no alligator i just realized that's an animal yeah. oh my gosh that would be so cool <laughs> so, but mine's not mine's not fancy either mine was actually done on the ipad and i just ran out of time but um yeah i'll i'll probably post on um maybe not on uh tiktok but on on twitter i have a goofy little alligator look i really really wanted to do because he was so cute that's awesome <laughs> yeah i need to follow you on twitter so i can i can see that post i'm Gosh. super stoked for that that'd be cool <laughs> uh, um yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, am I following? Oh, I'm already following you. Okay, sorry, I had to check because I was like, if I don't do it now, I'll forget. But yeah, I'm already following you. Good. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um. So like, how how do you think you've like evolved or like dealt with social media? Because I mean, it's like the necessary evil. How do you make sure that you, you know, keep making art but without like getting burnt out of it? Um. I've. I think the the hardest part of it all for me is I feel kind of um, a little insecure. Like, I don't know, not, not in, insecure in a way, but I feel like almost maybe like I'm annoying people um, because I, I mean, I don't do all the art that I do. I pretty much share amongst all the social media. So I, I wonder if there's that one person out there who's following me on every social media going, Oh my gosh, I've seen this one already. <laughs> um, so I, I think maybe in the future, I think everybody's trying to abandon Instagram. Um, so I'll probably maybe, I don't know if I'll ever abandon Instagram exactly, but I think I'll probably switch primarily just to Twitter um, mm -hmm. as my number one source. But, you know, I was actually thinking about, because I've still got my old Tumblr account mm -hmm. also, and I was kind of thinking maybe on tumblr i could just do just, just mix it up a little bit maybe on tumblr i'll just post like my um thumbnails and sketches that way that user base can see something uh, a little bit different and then i can have my primary portfolio websites um and then twitter can be a little bit more personal there's just too many social medias yeah. like i just need just one yeah <laughs> Like, I think for me, though, like with uh, Instagram, because like at first I was like, uh oh, what's going on? And then kind of looked into it. And I kind of like at least my formed opinion is like, eh, like people are freaking out. And it's like what's funny is that Instagram's like, I mean, they can do things like, you know, they added reels and stuff like they can do things to their platform to physically change it. But mm -hmm. you can't predict how the people are going to use it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of mm -hmm. like Vine. People did not predict what was about to happen when Vine started, you know? Like, they mm -hmm. assume, oh, well, people show, show, like, maybe short daily live stuff, but, like, people started doing sketches, sketch comedy, and all this sort of stuff, and it blew up. And right. I feel like with Instagram, they can say all they want and put all the features in to, like, make you use, like, they've done it recently where they've, you know, you get the update, and you're like, uh, how do I add a photo? Where did they put that? Instead, where mm -hmm. the ad button for the photo was on the center of your screen, now it's yeah. the reels, and they're trying to force you to use it, but it's like you don't you can't force a user to do anything you can kind of try to push them with the user interface but it's like 
we're going to use it how we want. So for me, like Instagram's still Instagram. Like it's just maybe people will change. It depends on the users. But I just think any platform is is whatever the users make it out to be, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just want, um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I want to not alienate one group over another. Right. Um, but there's just so many. And you know that there's another app coming out here soon too um at the moment they're only on the um the apple the app store it's yeah there's a app it's supposed to be the next up and coming thing um so i'm curious to see how that will come out but it's called bubble house i guess i don't know i'm i'm not promoting these people oh yeah of course it's just something it's an interesting uh, yeah so um this one, I guess, has the ability to, I think you can post still images still. I, I tried to get into it, just see what it was about, but um, my uh, app was not working well at the time. But oh, it has the ability I have to... seen this before. Yes. I where saw you some, can do... some creators that I, that I love following, like artists, are already starting to use it. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'll... Uh, personally, I don't think I'll be able to keep up with it because it's a. If you don't know what that app is, what it looks like they're promoting is you can post everything like step by step of your artwork process. Mm. So like the the example they have is um is is a cute like anime girl, but it like starts off as a sketch and then it's got like a little slide ruler where mm-hmm. you can slide it along to see her do the um the initial coloring, the flat coloring, the shading, the highlighting, all the way to the finished product. So you can kind of follow uh step by step along yeah oof and i and i already can tell you i have a hard time um keeping up with whips or works in progress mm-hmm. to have to organize something that yeah. schnazzy to have each step of the way i feel like that might good. that might be something really cool for i mean definitely something cool to try out like who knows what what it might end up being like as i'm i'm curious and trying to because i remember the other day seeing that i was like Oh, I should check that out, but I completely forgot about what the name was, what it was, until just now when you mentioned it. But um yeah, I think it it might be really useful, at least right now, for like artists that are kind of already established. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like then they have a following and so they're they're already, you know, they're kinda like, eh, we're good, we got the following, you know, they're 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 making their career. They they they're already fine, they're kinda sitting in their high seat, so to speak, and so like now they can be like, All right, well, Cool, I can post work it's in progress, and then this will be a cool way for people to check it out, especially if you're, like, more – because a lot of artists end up becoming, like, educators, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, in that sense, it would it would make sense for someone like that to use this kind of app. I think it's um my only, like, I guess a little bit of concern with it would be – well, maybe not necessarily for most of us, but um, uh, sometimes – especially in this day and age like the whips are the only things that you have to prove that you're the original person who did it and now if you're Mm. posting your whips everywhere everybody has access to it true um so i don't know i i joined that app we'll see how it does um but i don't know if it'll uh overtake um you know things like instagram right yeah, and I don't have an iPhone yet, so I can't. Sadly, well, I guess I have actually have an iPad, obviously, so I guess yeah. I could probably try doing that, doing it that way, because um, I have Android as my phone. 
But, oh, I do too. The same thing. Yeah. Android I'm like, I like iPad. the best of both worlds, you know? Like, Android's cool for phone, but then obviously if I have an iPad, like, I can draw on it and stuff, so that's cool. But, yeah, I almost considered um, switching over to an iPhone, but then um, they keep coming out. Like, Clip Studio Paint has like a phone app and stuff now, too. And I almost kind of feel like the next time I grade my phone i want to get like a tablet phone where i can draw on it that's actually that's actually what i did i got the uh really? galaxy note note 20 ultra uh-huh i just decided does to go i'm like i'm gonna go all out why not let's try it does it work really good um, i'm really considering <laughs> i think i want to use it more but um there's been some times where i sat down and kind of sketched it's nice it's nice to know that you have like a sketchbook on hand right. um but like realistic day-to-day like um i use it every once in a while but maybe for like a quick jot down jot down of an idea or something or just like practice but Mm -hmm. it feels different because like i I i'm like oh man because i'm finding myself even though the the screen is huge it's like oh man it's it's kind of like too narrow even if i go widescreen then it's like too short like on either side you know what i mean so like the ratio kind of feels weird because i'm like Mm. man i just want to put my palm down on the screen and just kind of like draw away but yeah, so it can feel kind of different, but I think it's something. I mean, I've seen lots of. There's plenty of artists on like YouTube and stuff that have YouTube videos designated just because they use the. They've been using the Note phone series for since forever, and that's how they do their digital art, and it works for them. And you know, it's just like people that have like the Slate tablets. It's something you can get used to, but since I already have the iPad, I'm kind of like spoiled now. Where I'm like, man, this is this would be iPad. cool if I was starting out, but like also. Now I have my iPad. I'd rather use that if I'm going to sit down and do illustration stuff. Yeah, I, I, it's probably the same thing. The novelty will probably worn off. But yeah, I just, just kind of want to have like a little pocket thing. Like yeah. maybe if I had downtime at work, I could sneak my phone yeah. out. Yeah, I, I think it honestly to me, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of worth it. I I just kind of have to push myself and get myself to be like, okay, use use your phone. Let's draw a little bit. Let's like get better. But I think the main thing holding me back is i mean that maybe not so much the physical form but just because the physical form is fine like the pen works great um i think it's just the app i wish i had procreate because i find Mm -hmm. myself wanting to like double tap to undo but then i have to go with my my stylus and hit undo on the button on the screen versus like just gestures so i kind of like ugh. so it's kind of weird because i just haven't found the right app for it yet but what's interesting is there actually is a whole community on um on the what it's called grab my phone real quick kind of remember what it's called um but when you click off your stylus it'll pop up with stuff um and oops it's an app that's it's like a social media platform i think i know it almost feels like an underground thing it's called pen up so you click on pen up and um you can like draw send stuff and then it's also like a social media platform where you can post stuff and people get followers and stuff oh. like that too, which is kind of weird. It feels like a very exclusive club for people that are, you know, either maybe they have like the Samsung tablet or, mm-hmm. you know, these these line of phones with the stylus. Um, but it's oh, kind of interesting because okay. I was like, oh, there's a whole world I didn't even know about that there's artists doing stuff there. So kind of interesting. How interesting is kind of like, uh, yeah, because I had never heard of this either. Yeah. Teaching me all sorts of cool stuff. I didn't even know. I just randomly found it one day. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, I'll create an account. Sure. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Got like really good artists on here. What the heck is happening? It's a whole niche. Um, interesting. 
I'll but have to. That potentially might no be something to it. check out. Yeah. Um, I have no way of, uh, of utilizing it with my little dinky phone, but that's yeah. certainly something to play with. You might have, it might be available on the app store if you just search up pen up, maybe it'll show up. I don't know, but it, it might be an application you can download regardless. Mine just kind of happened to have it already installed, but. Oh, hmm. Interesting. But yeah, let's see. Oh, yep. Yeah, pen up. It's an app. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you could technically, I mean, if you can upload stuff, you probably could share stuff and see what happens, but you never know. I like how, like, the first image it has is, like, little Shiba Inu dog on the app store. <laughs> Sold. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an interesting, interesting little app. But yeah, I think I think it's cool how there's just it, it is kind of hard, like you said in the beginning, like it's just like peop, artists are spread so thin. There's just there's almost too much to stay up, stay up on. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like you just kind of have to necessary evil like again, like you have to post pretty much everywhere. See what happens. Like for me, since I, I know a lot about like video stuff and video editing and stuff like that, so that's been helpful at least for me on TikTok, I feel like that's kind of what's helped me grow really fast. It's not really necessarily mm -hmm. like the artwork because my artwork definitely has like a long way from that I want to go with. But as like someone who's also an aspiring content creator as well on the side, like I feel like mm -hmm. that's been helpful. Um, but yeah, so for me, TikTok has been like the most successful thing I've ever done. Um, everything else has just been like sitting there like uh, numbers are not happening. Nothing is happening. <laughs> And versus TikTok, it's just, it's gone crazy for me, but I mean, not that crazy, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's different. And so I think every artist just has to find what's working, what doesn't. And then, you know, I've been spending a lot more time on TikTok because that's been the thing that's worked. I'm like, well, I can grow my audience. And, and what I do is I do TikTok lives and stuff and I'll actually show on my computer screen, like, hey guys, like it, my example, like here's my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to, you know, X amount of subscribers by the end of the year or something. If you guys will subscribe, you know, that'd be awesome. And people will subscribe and like talk to about like, oh, I watched this video about this. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And um, so for me, I feel like TikTok has been like, okay, this is how I'll, I'll kind of, it's kind of a bad uh, analogy because it feels kind of wrong to call your followers anything. But, you know, it's like you cast out a net, you catch all these fish uh -huh. and you're like, okay, cool. The net is TikTok. Sweet. We caught people. That's how I get discovered. Then also trying to push them and direct them to go elsewhere. Yeah. But um, chances are there probably are also elsewhere. Um, I think everybody has just about every social media. and um, so, But yeah, that's pretty much, I don't think people realize how much time it takes <laughs> to do that. Um I think my husband probably thinks I'm crazy with the amount of time I'm on social media now, just doing just that, just um, trying to, yeah, that sounds like a bad analogy. doesn't cast a web and then go, Hey guys, <laughs> you see me you know, come over here as well. Um, and it's like a full-time job in itself. Just, you see me come over to this way. Also, I'm also over here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause I think, I think the, the nice part about that is it's like, you know you're offering your audience something more like hey you like this right then you're gonna love this because it's you know my example mm -hmm. is either like longer form content 
or like you know with tiktok you don't really have an image which is why i think instagram uh, in my opinion won't really die out as for artists because i think for me when i want to see an artist like because then you'd have to scroll through feeds to try to find their artwork versus instagram where it's all just bam there's the grid view you can see all their artwork click on it um it's almost mm -hmm. like a portfolio so in that sense i think that's it's like it's a uh, strength is being able to for artists to just have all your artwork one spot people don't have to dig for it and right i think that for me when i find artists like you like i'm like okay i want to see their instagram because like you know the videos are cool but i don't get to like look and study their artwork you know yeah the um the quality isn't isn't quite there i think we try to make it a little bit more presentable when we put it on the instagram oh yeah um so yeah so so what are your what are your goals i uh, you want to make a uh your own art book which is admirable that's awesome where where yeah. do you where do you see this going then like in your wildest craziest dreams um i try, i try not to put i try to just keep things i guess relatively realistic i mean in the long run that's good probably yeah probably not much is really gonna happen and and that's fine um, my short-term goals are, um, I'm just going to keep filling up sketchbooks. Um, that's just easy, something to track, um, when your sketchbook, when you start a brand new one and then when it gets full, then you can move on to the next one. And then it's fun to see the improvement you've had since the last sketchbook. Those are my short-term goals. Um, I opened up a new sketchbook yesterday and I'm going to fill up that one over the next couple of months. And then just, yeah, in my long-term next several years, however long it takes, maybe by then I'll have a large enough portfolio to where I could actually um, print something. Um, but other than that, I don't really have any other goals um i don't know <laughs> yeah no that's fine yeah i'm i'm just very i'm an ambitious i don't know if you can tell but i'm i'm ambitious <laughs> sometimes overly <laughs> ambitious but um, well that's a, that's a good thing yeah it can be <laughs> but then it's nice where you're like i'm realistic and i'm like yes i try to be realistic <laughs> but also my brain says no what about this imagine this it. oh okay yeah you know, and that kind of goes again into the whole follower, um, followers things. That's why mm -hmm. I'm relatively tiny because I've just, I, I was ambitious once and then, um, I got old. Oh, that's, no. that's a warning to all the, <laughs> to all the young people out there. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I, I went after the art thing when I was younger and I went after it really hard. And then I, I just got tired. I don't, I don't think I really got burned out. I just wanted to see what else I could do. So I tried doing the real world thing for a little bit. I, um, I got married, traveled the world, and then, uh, just yeah, just recently decided I miss being an artist and I miss being creative and I miss the internet. And let's do this all over again. Right. Um, but this time we'll do it for fun. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, because, like, I think that's a super good uh, perspective to have is to have 
kind of like left everything and now you come back and you have like this new appreciation for everything and you know your 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 drive isn't the same you know you're not focused on you know what kind of eventually sometimes what evolves for artists is like this whole social media you know brainwashing where you feel like you got to get so many likes and stuff but you really have like you got went back to the basics of like this is why i love doing art and you're just doing it because you love it Mm hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's it's just funny how much things changed. I feel like I'm stuck in a time warp of what things used to look like five years ago versus what they look like now. But um, yeah, there's no, I don't know. On one hand, I kind of wonder what I would have looked like now if I had never quit doing art or had never stopped posting online. I never, never stopped doing art completely, but I stopped posting online. Um, and that was not like a decision I'm quitting. It just, it just happened, um, uh, by itself. But I do wonder what I would have turned into had I not accidentally stopped. Um, but at the same time, it was, it was nice to do something else. It was nice to figure out who I am off of the internet and then, you know, what I'm capable of, um, outside of the internet um but yeah now i just now i miss doing it and um i have a a different yeah just a different drive and a different inspiration and um a new um just excitement to do things yeah well and i think you know the time that you spent off like you know i, I feel like you you seem like you kind of feel like you like lost out on a lot maybe of like potential growth and stuff like that during that time that what if would it would have happened if if you didn't mm -hmm. stop but i feel like it's it never might have never happened like you some things just i'm a big believer in just things happening for reasons you know even mistakes sometimes can be the big, biggest um influence on on you know progress sometimes it sucks but again like necessary evil where it's like Oh, mm -hmm. I took a break, but you know, like you said, now you have like this whole new perspective and it's influenced and changed your artwork. And I feel like mm -hmm. that alone is even taking time off. Like you're like, oh, I'm not practicing, but I'm like, well, but your perspectives are changing your ideas, the way you think about things are changing. And that in itself is part of your art, you know, not the traditional mm -hmm. skills, but the, the, the way you come up with like creative ideas changes. And I think that mm -hmm. that's probably helped you a lot in your creativity is like having a different perspective now. Yeah. And um, I think it just breaking out of your, the, the, the box, just um, I mentioned it before, but I, I see this a lot. And I think younger artists too, they're just afraid to try something new. Um, maybe they're doing something that's really working um, for them, but they're, um, afraid that they'll lose followers if they do something else. So then they just kind of downward spiral into this fear that they can't do anything else. And then it really kind of hits their creativity. And I see that happen in a lot of artists. Um, and I think sometimes just, you know, step back and, um, just give yourself a little bit and, um, you know, just step outside that box. Just do it anyway. Don't pigeonhole yourself in one area. Um, just be creative 
despite what you think other people may think, which they probably won't think anything of it at all. Um, but yeah, just give yourself the space to be you and have fun with it. Uh, try not to be stressed out all the time. Right. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Um, did you, like, if you were to give advice to, I know you kind of already just did, but um, is there any kind of other advice you might give to aspiring artists? Uh, draw what you want to draw. Don't draw just because it's the popular thing. Don't just draw because um, you know, maybe somebody said something negative about what you're interested in um, and maybe that you know somehow hurt your confidence just draw it anyway um your artwork's gonna look different in 10 years from now artwork evolves continuously um and if you started out um drawing dragon ball z fan art <laughs> if that's what makes you happy then go for it um because over time if you enjoy drawing, if you enjoy painting, doing art in general, you're going to pick up other influences as time goes by and your art's going to change on its own. So if it makes you happy, just do it. Give time a chance to work its magic and you will be a different artist in 10 years, I swear. So don't let somebody influence what you want to do and make you self-conscious about it. That's really good advice. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that per per perfectly like wraps up kind of like all we were talking about with social media and like the influ outside influences on, on your artwork. You know, let mm -hmm. those outside influences be, you know, maybe other artists to help influence your artwork and stuff, not be influenced by your followers, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um. And I guess just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, uh, is there any other sort of things you'd like to plug? Like maybe uh, I, I saw that you did prints. Do you have a, a print shop for that or? Uh, I do have an imprint. Um, I'm on imprint. Um, perfect. I, I love imprint. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've um, only ordered one thing, but I was very surprised because I got like the biggest thing I could. And I was like, the detail's yeah. crazy. It looks just like the actual drawing. Oh, well, that's wonderful because I um, just uh, opened up in print not that long ago, and I personally, um, I've heard good things, but I haven't seen any of the prints, so I was really terrified. But there's um, a couple of things that people requested of me on there right now, but I still need to update it with some other things. So just my most requested are up there at the moment, but um, my username is Dossie, D-A-U-S-Y. Um, I do have a couple of prints available. I'll make some more available in the near future. Um, and then, oh, I have a I have a Kofi as well. Oh, what is Kofi? <laughs> Kofi is like a, um, a <laughs> my husband would laugh at me. You, you can legit buy like an artist a cup of coffee. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think I have heard of that. I just like, I've never, okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can use it for other things as well but um yeah no um if anybody wants to buy me a cup of coffee i have a really bad coffee addiction <laughs> um <laughs> and my name there is s lane s-l-a-n-e dossy d-a-u-s-y um 
but otherwise just um keep following me on tiktok um i plan to do a couple new things hopefully in the near future i'm gonna try and start drawing people i think or try to you can um, go anthropomorphic you know kind of happy medium uh yeah i <laughs> i can um i mm-hmm. Yeah, we were trying to wrap up, but um, yes, I can oh, do sorry. anthro <laughs> characters. It's not my um, my uh, what I consider myself a artist of. Um, but my just drawing animals in general kind of puts me into that um, user group. But mm-hmm. I don't really consider myself a furry artist. But gotcha. a lot of my clientele they they're furry artists just because we all overlap. Right. Um, but I want to get a little bit more into drawing um just people um it, just little cute little so i'm gonna try my hand at drawing some um actual humans um to get more comfortable that's out of my comfort zone so anyways that might be something weird that's going to be appearing on tiktok soon but we'll see i'm excited i'm excited for whatever you do i'm, I'm totally here for it um well that's awesome uh and again i'll put all the links um like we talked about in the description uh, so if you guys want to go check out and support her, which you totally should, uh, I would highly recommend checking out her work and um, going out and supporting her. That'd be amazing. Um, and again, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. I was super stoked that you were so willing. Uh, sometimes I get nervous when I reach out to people because I'm like, they're so cool. I don't know if they'd, they'd be down for it or whatever, but um, just really grateful that you're able to come on and, and give us your, your hot take on, on your whole art journey. Yeah, and um, thank you again for having me. Um, I, of course, I'm subscribed to your YouTube now too, <laughs> and um, I do look forward to. Um, I know you're trying to get into like the video call, so I'm really looking forward to those as well. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be really fun. I'm I'm excited for the the future of of the podcast channel too, just to see. Um, I don't know. It's it's all creative, and it's it's fun to kind of add things and try new things. For mm-hmm. sure. Well, awesome. Thank you again so much for coming on. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Digital Pen Pals. Um, uh, be sure to like and subscribe if, if you like what you see or hear or see. I, I don't know. Either one. Uh, but uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.